0: time for the Dot Light Special and today I have Aisha Gibson-Gill joining me from the National Cultural Foundation. Hi Aisha.
1: Hello. Hi. Hi.
0: Welcome to Y103. Thank you. It's really great to have you here. And today we're talking about something super cool that the NCF Literary Arts Division is working on. But let's first talk about you a little bit. You are a cultural officer at the NCF. So can you tell me three things about cultural officers?
1: Okay, so cultural development officers, um, we are, there are six, seven of us. Mm -hmm. So we've got cultural development officer for theater. There's one for dance. There is one for music education and then there's me i'm cultural officer for literary arts we also have a research and documentations officer okay the cultural development department is headed by a chief cultural officer and we actually do a lot of educational and like the word development says yeah. cultural development programming so yes. we are the ones who are if there's a school program it's a cultural development officer that's coordinating that that's pulling in the tutors That's having conversations with the the different communities about what their needs are, looking at what best practice is in in the international arena of arts and kind of saying, Uh okay, so this is where we kind of have a, a deficit or this is where we're really good. So we need to have a conversation with business development and tell them, bring scouts to look at this because this is really well developed or... Most importantly, what happens in Barbados in general, not just in the arts, is that if we have achieved a certain level of sophistication and expertise in something, sometimes we forget that you have to constantly reinforce. Of course. So we're like, oh yeah, we have that. We have that covered. (laughs) But what you really have to do is you always have to be going back to beginners and constantly running workshops for people who kind of like might be shy. So in my department, for instance, a lot of people have been writing from the time they were little children. Yeah. But they wait until they're close to retirement or if they're teachers, Mm -hmm. they wait until they they, they feel a little more confident and then they kind of go, well, I had this under my bed for the past 15 years. What do you think (laughs) about it? Can you pass it to an editor? Yeah. And so the more entry-level programs we have, regardless of if it's entry-level in terms of your age and we're going into primary schools or we're doing programs for young people, Mm -hmm. or if it's just all levels of writers or all levels of dancers or all, you know, beginners so that you don't feel that intimidated. Yes. So you go to NIFCO or you see it on television, you see something, you go into a bookstore and you see a Barbadian writer and you're like, I like to school with that person. Mm. Our main thing is constantly running developmental programs so that all levels of people who are interested and have that talent and think they'd like to develop it and want to know what are the steps to continuing, that's what that's what we do. We, we run those programs.
0: Okay. All right. So now I know so much more than three things. <laughs> <laughs> so that is awesome. Hi to Ashley watching on the live. Hi. <laughs> okay. So then we've already kind of touched on it, but specifically what does the Cultural Officer for Literary Arts then handle?
1: Mm-hmm. So if we want to talk about my apologies. You never start a sentence for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> On a functional event level. Yeah. And because we're in the middle of it, I'm the person that coordinates the NIFCA Literary Arts Competition. The Goddard Enterprises NIFCA Literary Arts Competition. Very cool. So the person recruiting the judges and making sure that they get their packages, dealing with the entries, going over the entry forms, looking at the rules mm. and doing that that arts management segment of it yeah. and then dealing with the administration and the clerical work to make sure that the people who have won prizes have been informed and that, you know, we, we're looking at demographics and going, well, we have more students or this person is a is somebody who enters frequently. So on that functional level, I coordinate the literary arts competition. Mm.
0: Um,
1: in the past, when we had crop over reading, which was yeah. the literary – event of the cop over season because it is really more than a carnival we have all sorts of different types of artists of course we do yeah we've had had heritage lectures we have heritage walks so I would be the person that was the coordinator and the producer of cop over reading so you go and you find those people who are writing those people who are spoken word artists and you put together uh, an entertainment package Mm -hmm. which really is it's, it's kind of like the icing on the cake that's been brewing for, for writers for the whole year. So it'd yeah. either be thematic or it would be, well, these three people published this year, so let's really give them a highlight. Whoa. This year, uh, the Literary Arts test was actually instrumental in the development and production of a radio drama because one of the things that we are always trying to show you is that literary art Mm -hmm. the creative writing is the root and basis of everything yeah so i'm very pleased to spend all my time dealing with poets and and novel writers yeah but i'm also very pleased to go out there and go like whether it's creative artists and it's creative writers who are writing your film scripts and your radio scripts and your copy for ads on television and on the radio and in the newspapers so we also try to expose really what talent and creative writing and, and understanding storytelling and clarity of your message yeah, uh, and that, and the talent plus the craft, mm-hmm. we were always about demonstrating that. So we were the desk that produced the how hard the times radio drama that was on the radio running to mm. celebrate the season of emancipation, specifically the day of national significance or mm-hmm. riots. Yeah. And we also were the producer of the graphic, the online graphic novel, adaptation of that same play so it's 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 a, a mixture of creating products but while you're creating those products you're also bringing people in on a developmental level and training them and exposing them to local writers so the people who were drawing the comment were like oh who wrote this play oh no so now they're introduced to a local writer yeah. the people listening to the radio drama who participated in it as voice actors they're introduced to a writer uh-huh. um and then the writer was introduced to a writer because the writer of the play is miss, Mich- miss michelle hinkson cox uh-huh. using poetry that her father anthony hinkson famous Barbadian playwright and poet oh. She centred her play around his poetry. And then Shakira Bourne, who's a filmmaker, a short mm-hmm. story writer, novel writer, mm-hmm. she adapted that into the radio drama. Yes, yeah, so we so
0: talked about Payday earlier right. today. So yeah. all of
1: those levels of creative writing and, and writing for different formats, writing for different audiences. Mm-hmm. And then you introduce a whole set of younger and not so young um, veteran actors mm-hmm. to this whole process. So that was one of the exciting things we did. And then, of course, we are the branch that publishes the winning words anthology, anthology
0: which we are getting to. We yeah. are getting there. So, so I do a lot of it. You do. You are very busy. Thank you for giving me thirty minutes of your day. I'm serious. So you guys are also putting on a season of readings. So tell me about the, the season of readings. Let's talk about that. People who read or people
1: who love I believe everybody loves somebody to tell them a story or yeah. to read to them. Yeah. Regardless of your age, you know, if somebody sits and they just start telling you a once upon a time,
0: just <laughs> you lap it you, up.
1: You lap it up. You go to the bus stop, you listen to people gossiping, you go in a rum shop. The reason that they're 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 caught up is because it's a story that's being told. So even as a like, girl, <laughs> you will believe what happened to me today it, because we love to be told stories. Oh. So, our season of readings is taken from the Arts Etc. NIFCA Winning Words anthologies because this is our fourth one that we're publishing this year. Winning Words, the series, has been extant since 1999. But this specific format, which is published every two years, and we take 25 of of over 120 different award-winning pieces, and we only take 25 of those from over two years. So essentially... A little background history. Yeah, when Winning words was because, okay, you have a literary arts competition. You recognize that you have talent in Barbados. And mm-hmm. you said, we should publish some of this so that people can walk away All with a, tangible, a yeah. tangible product. Because the judges are the people who get to see the fantastic creative writing. And if you come out to a literary arts gala, you will hear it. Mm-hmm. But then how do I get it after that if yeah. I don't go to the individual writers? So historically, it started as publication to expose the work that was discovered through NIFCA. And they would copy and just publish what won, a bronze, a silver, and a gold. And as people became more sophisticated and they're self-publishing, and more and more people started really taking writing seriously. And I mean, we had big names in the early days, like Dr. Margaret Gill who's a fantastic poet. Yeah. She entered NIFCA when it first started as a literary artist. I mean, Winston Farrell has been entering for years. So it's, it's not names, that, yeah. it's not to say, oh, well, we now have writers and we didn't know. We've always had great writers. Yeah. But what we were looking at was how do we continue to push the bar higher? And we said, well, instead of just publishing what has won, let's take it another step and let us get really selective. So you've already won your award, but now there's this other level where if you're selected from out of these 120 Hundred award winning pieces over two years Mm -hmm. we further edit the work so you work now with a stylistic editor Arts Etc is our, our sponsoring publisher you work with an editor so you begin to get that idea of what it's like to be a published author who is acquired by an acquisitions editor and the process of Mm. yes we love your work now let's make it perfect because you thought well i won yeah it's it's done (laughs) and we're like no 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 darling that was a fantastic fifth draft (laughs) On to the 25th wow so that was what that's what that process is about so it's developmental Mm -hmm. and then it's also so that we have a world-class product that can stand on its own anywhere In the world, and we are really, really proud of our arts, etc. Nifka winning words anthology. So this will be the fourth one in that format and that series. So I said, people need to know what's in these books. People who read them are always very, very, very impressed. And we have some reviews. For the upcoming anthology. And those are being publicized. But mm-hmm. we wanted more people to have an understanding of what was with them. And everybody's busy. Everybody's running around. Yeah. Many mm-hmm. people buy books and read them. Six years later, I'm not saying that I have a to-read pile that's up to my ears. I'm not <laughs> saying that. So no one judging. One of the things that we said was, well, if we read it to people, uh-huh. if we bring these writers out who have been published in these anthologies over the past eight years because mm-hmm. we we published in 2013 was our first arts etc okay and the winning
0: so there are four books and you've four. published them every two every years every two years so got it
1: so in 2013 we published from the 11 and 12 competitions in 2015 we, 20,
0: 14 15 mm-hmm. 16, that would be like yeah. two years later yeah we published, yeah
1: we published the the 13, 14, and then in 2017, we published the 15, 16. So this year, we're publishing from last year's competition and the year before. So that's what happened. So we brought all of those people, sent out a call, and said, would Mm -hmm. you come and read from your award-winning work that has been published in these anthologies? Ah. For two reasons. It got a lot of people out Mm -hmm. of the house, and got their family and their friends hearing what it is that they won for. Yeah. And if there's time while they're reading, they also can win award-winning work that didn't necessarily get into the anthology, not because it wasn't as good, but because we curate the anthology that yeah. the pieces kind of have conversations with each other. So if you wow. entered three winning poems, yeah. one poem would be in the book. It doesn't mean the other two weren't fantastic. were amazing, yeah. But something about the batch in those two years, there'll be short stories and poems and novel excerpts that there's something thematic. So we pick that particular poem. That ties everything together. So then they also get an opportunity to just sit quietly with an audience that isn't looking for the bells and whistles. They don't have to... Dress up,
0: you know, you're not oh, I worried like it. about the national anthem playing, <laughs>
1: you're not worried about starting on time and ending on yeah. time. So, it's less anxiety, just, yes, n- less anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're sitting in front of people who are just really comfortable with hearing your story,
0: yeah, and a that's audience. what
1: our season of readings absolutely free. We're at three public libraries, three days a week on yeah. Tuesdays we're at Spikestone. Uh-huh. beautiful library in Zone between 5 and 6 o'clock mm-hmm. you can come and hear and you never know who you're going to get because they confirm and then other people are like oh I can come <laughs> um, and on Wednesdays we are at the Valley
0: uh-huh. in st george, george. Uh-huh. yes
1: many people it was like, me. So like oh you dear sweet Saint george
0: s-. is my second home so i'm also teaching
1: people geography
0: already. a woman <laughs> for all seasons fantastic
1: beautiful little library i have lots of really great memories about that library I went yeah. to camp there as a child oh nice well i went to camp at all the libraries i'm a book I'm a I, love, I love books <laughs> And then on Fridays, we're on the beautiful wraparound balcony at the Sixth Road Library. Uh-huh. So people are like, well, wow, Spice Town is too far. And I'm like, go to Sixth Road. Yeah. And then people in Spice Town are like, we're so happy you're in the north because we are have to come to, us. to town. Yes. And so those, e- for the next two weeks in uh-huh. November, take an hour of your time between five and six o'clock. On a Tuesday evening, you can go to Spice Town. On a Wednesday, you can go to the valley. Yeah. And at Sixth Roads on five to six, you can come there's actually a story hour for children at six hours between five and six on the inside so we're like well it's the story hour for the parents (laughs) (laughs) and then on saturdays we alternate so i actually just came from day's books we were doing our reading there from 10 to 11 and next saturday and the previous saturday we were in the barbados museum's gift shop mm-hmm. beautiful intimate lots of local arts craft really good quality things and
0: there Perfect atmosphere. we do a
1: reading between one and two o'clock there Whoa. and it worked out because um i sold a book i was very happy what? <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> when we do the readings in the bookstore we were like hey the books are right here you can you can yeah the
0: book support the arts
1: see? and it's it's always fascinating that people who are perhaps interested in another type of art form Mm -hmm. they are always so enthralled they always come to me and they're like that was really good and I don't get offended anymore but I'm I'm still a bit taken aback. like what did you expect
0: why are you so shocked why
1: are you so shocked yeah and they're always amazed at the, the depth, the breadth. That We've got science fiction. We have people tackling every single topic from LGBTQ issues mm-hmm. to environmental justice. There's oh. really interesting sci-fi and fantasy that it's talking about, you know, social inequality. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that make you laugh your head off. But then yes. you stop and you're like, yo, you know, that's a really serious point. Yeah. It's making. These these things are in these anthologies, and yeah. sometimes hearing me talk about it and tell you how great it is, you're like, well, you're, you're paying to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not true. I actually really like what. Yeah, in you're the passionate book. about it. I like, can tell. I can feel it. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna let these people read to you. And when you have Daniel Boxer reading "Born to Die," which was a writing exercise about toxic relationships, next mm-hmm. to somebody reading something called Transhood, next to somebody who's gonna read a short story about the woman's laugh who cracked the sky, yeah, you get that range and then you have Winston Farrell reading about you know being stuck in a Greyhound bus in a snowstorm
0: you wow. get that you,
1: you're taking on all of these different journeys and you're like yeah. oh okay well my grandmother might like this and my cousin might like that I, mm-hmm. I definitely I'm into that it's all there are 25 pieces you don't have yeah. to say I don't have time to read I'm like it's a short story it's 3000 words you can read that
0: get <laughs> somebody to drive
1: your car down Wildy and you will be able to read the whole book because there's always traffic
0: in Wilde. <laughs> So, if we want to get the book, I've seen that it's paperback and there's also an ebook. There's an ebook this year. So yes, excited. that is very cool. Very Where do we excited. go? How do we get our copy of the anthology?
1: We launch on the 14th, so you can't get yes. a copy yet. Yeah, this is
0: mine. <laughs> Let me show them on the live. The branding is
1: awesome. It's a beautiful. Check
0: it out. Check it out. That
1: cover is actually by an 18 year old amateur photographer called what? Kai
0: Miller.
1: And he's also a creative writer. 18 years old. We ran a creative writing camp for junior writers and he signed himself up. He was 17 years old at the time. He's also a creative writer. This photograph he took. Beautiful. The editors fell in love with it. Publishers fell in love with it and used it to cover the book. You can get them at the National Cultural Foundation. You can give me a call at four one seven six six two five. Leave a message, or you can email me. I will let I will put that up on the live because it's it's my name, Aisha, A Y E S H A hyphen Gibson hyphen Gill at ncf.
0: Okay.
1: The books will also be available at Uwe Bookshop, the Barbados Museum gift shop, uh-huh. Days Bookstore mm-hmm. and the Beijing Bookshop which is a pop-up bookshop by an amazing woman called Naila Imojo who used to be a cultural officer for literary ah. arts and we're working on getting them in some other stores as soon as those are confirmed I'll let you know but yes. those are the places you can go get them now and after we launch on the 14th it will be available on Amazon. What? As an e-book We so, big up! So the,
0: exactly so <laughs>
1: people who love Kindle are they're like oh darling i don't walk with paper
0: books we've got it for everyone you can't
1: miss it and we're really excited about that because so many people come into the island and they go like i can think of 10 people overseas my cousins my aunt who would love this book but i'm overweight because i have a whole bag of rotis to take back and
0: (laughs) And pepper and cheese yes Yes. and
1: mobby syrup
0: Yeah, this is perfect timing. Get it for someone on your list this holiday season. Yep. Yes. The folks that were going on are saying, Great job, Aisha. Oh, hi. Aisha. guys. <laughs> and also, we got a reminder from Ashley while we were chatting that the radio drama is still online at ncf.bb.
1: Because it, it we had it as a podcast. So, uh-huh. those of you who are digital natives, I will admit I am totally old school. <laughs> but those of you who are digital a natives. <laughs> We made sure that it was available for yes. download. So you can go on ntf.bb and pull that down. And you can also see the online comic. We released it as a series, you yeah. know, because there's something of, Because we can now have television on demand, mm-hmm. I think this generation has say lost something but there was an experience about having to wait yeah for a certain time on a friday night to watch x-files
0: yeah now it's all that? about the immediacy <laughs> and i
1: find that what's happening is that people are building that nostalgia back into it even though you can binge watch on things like netflix yeah. by releasing series mm-hmm. weekly and they're not allowing you to binge watch they're bringing back that community of watching yeah so we released both the podcast mm-hmm. and the graphic novel as a series. So every God, week you were able nice. to go up and see like five pages and I you know. wanted to know what happened. Just like how comic. but people, you know, they're like by this volume, oh, yeah. and they're waiting for the next one to come out. That's right. that, that's what we were trying to build. So now you can it. binge. I had people who said to me, I cannot deal with that. I will wait until <laughs> it is finished. <laughs> and <right>? then binge <laughs> watch it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's available. And remember, even though the NIFCA... Uh, competition is closed this year we are going to be showcasing the work that has been entered in this year's competition we're still in the deliberation and judging process okay but on December the 1st we will be at the Daphne Joseph Hackett Uh Theatre and if you want to come out and hear what won in this year's competition you won't hear everything because you don't have six hours but you will kind of get a little bit of a sneak peek and a highlight and some of those things will end up making it into the next Winning Words anthology. Yes. And so it's kind of, people like to follow that journey, their pieces. It
0: songs, amazing, yeah. That
1: were in the Literary Arts Gala last year. Yeah. So people were like, oh, that, that poem that I really like, now I can take it home in a book?
0: Yes, yes. can take so, listen, if we want to get the other ones as well, are those still those, available for sale? Those are
1: available for sale. Where Unfortunately, can we go? those aren't online yet. Okay. working on it, working around it, getting those is out. We go can get out. the
0: paperback in the main But the
1: paperback, definitely, you can come to the NCF. And uh-huh. I know for sure that UE Bookshop still has the 15, 16, and 13, 14. And I remember seeing the 13, 14 at the gift shop of the Barbados Museum. Nice. The other places, thankfully, sold out. <laughs> But yeah, you could totally... I feel good about this. Good and things are you, happening. Yeah, these are $30, which is really good for this that, size. Yes, yeah, $30. $30. And the Whoa. 2011-12, the few copies of that that remain, those are $25. And we do package uh. deals. So if you decide that you're going to buy the entire series, you'll yes. get a deal on them. And We really want you to buy them, not just we because... We need to, yeah. It, there's something about... Remember that reinforcement point I made earlier? Of mm-hmm. Constantly letting people go back and look and go like, no, we are this good. Yes. And we are talking about this. And somebody is thinking the way that I am thinking. And it is entertaining. And I would love for people in schools and people in universities to mm-hmm. take it and read it because it isn't just about the really great writing. Mm-hmm. The topics and the ideas inside of that, you can you can have discussion groups for years yeah. on everything from relationships between people to relationships with our environment relationships with our history relationships with our identities as people yeah. they're all in that anthology from a Barbadian perspective um, mm. some of them are Hallmark movies I'm just waiting somebody to buy the ride yeah. <laughs> just,
0: you know, we, you somebody know. come get us some, come sponsor us we have the talent <laughs> So listen, Aisha, before you leave, I can't believe we're at the end of our time. There's so much to learn about the literary arts segment of the arts community. And I just need to know before you go, what advice do you have for an aspiring creative in the literary arts genre? What what advice do you have for someone listening right now who thinks, I want to write, but I don't know where to start?
1: It's twofold. One, read. Mm -hmm. Read things that you like. Mm-hmm. and start to ask yourself what it is that you write about that mm-hmm. you like about them and most people that that write started off it's not derivative but they started off writing kind of in a mirror style to those people that they love you know oh, so yes. all of us that started out reading Enid Blighton stories our first stories had a,
0: a format because yeah. that was a template yes
1: and then start reading things that you don't necessarily like and ask yourself what it is that you don't like about that
0: That's interesting advice. Yeah,
1: because when you can articulate to yourself Mm -hmm. what it is about something that you don't like, it's easier for you to avoid doing that. Ah. But most importantly, get an editor and an editor isn't your mummy. (laughs) Even if your mummy is an English teacher who is going to fix all of the grammar and Mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, it makes sense and tell you. But many mummies are going to say,
0: I like it. It's nice.
1: (laughs) You have to find a group of people that you can trust. Yeah. Form a writer's group or come to our writer's clinic. Absolutely free. Every third Saturday of the month, we are on hiatus for the year. We start again in January. Come to writer's clinic. It's it's twofold. One, it's a networking opportunity. You're going to meet other writers yeah. who you might be able to form your own little writer's group with and get your feedback and critique. Mm-hmm. You're also going to meet our tutors who can bring you into the community of editors, copy editors, people who can give you structural advice on your work. So oh. read. and come to Writers Connect. It's read. Yes. It's from 11 o'clock until 1 or 11 till 3 at the St. Michael's School, right there close
0: to a, a, a bus terminal. Yes. You know? so it's very central. Very, yeah, very central. very, very central.
1: So that's my advice. Read, read and ask yourself, what is it? And and yes. I think it was Toni Morrison that said, write, write what you didn't see if there's a story that you really think needs to be told in your life but I'm not seeing anybody that's writing my particular type of recipe based fantasy yeah (laughs) and write it (laughs) (laughs) the cuckoo that was magical
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me, Aisha. It's You're been fine. great talking to you. I am going to get a copy of the book as well. This yeah. th- this book, it sounds incredible. I love the quotes that you guys were putting out in the marketing of the book. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to read this stuff. And other persons were messaging me as well. And like, yeah, this is so funny. This is so true. The one about tying a tie. Yes. You, but my friend was like, two years. absolutely. Yeah,
1: you just <laughs> loosen that thing and you <laughs> put it back up.
0: And I'm like, yeah, if we knew about it, I feel like more of us would buy into it.
1: And what's fantastic. So it's a good thing
0: that you guys are doing. Yeah,
1: what's fantastic about things like that story is that it hooks you with the familiarity and you're laughing. But if you see the underlying, when you read it and you understand what that story is about and see the things that fantastic April Thomas, uh, fantastic writer, what she is tackling and what she's exposing this beautiful, subtle way. Yeah. it, It hits you in the feels.
0: And that's why
1: you need to read local writers because they will bring you in on on the familiarity and the nostalgia and then they
0: will just wring your soul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They can make you laugh and cry at the same time. At the
0: same time. Wow. Okay. I'm looking forward to reading the book. I'm going to check out the Writers' Clinic as well. I dabble. Um, I'm not, I'm not, like, great or anything.
1: That's, that's what you say now, but um, uh, there's another radio personality who said, Oh, I dabble, and, and now she comes to the Righteous Clinic, and she's entered, and I'm waiting to see how her work does Whoa. this year. In fact, she won the 48, I think her script won the 48-hour film challenge at the, B, the BFBA recently.
0: Wow. Hi, Janelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired. So I'm
1: hearing that you dabble, on like, oh, goody, I've got
0: another one. <laughs> It's true. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. And how do we keep up with the NCF on social media so that we can find out about all these amazing things?
1: Ashley can give you the IG handle. Yes. NCF.BB is our website. We're on the NCF Barbados. Is yes. our Facebook. Yes. You can also follow Aisha Gibson, A-Y-E-S-H-A Gibson mm-hmm. on Facebook because yes. I'm pretty much just nerdy out on anything <laughs> to do with words. And all NCF book events. (laughs) And Rogers Clinic also has a Facebook page. Yes, I've been
0: seeing the watch parties when Ramona Grandison posts them. So I've been following some of them. And on Instagram, it's the NCF Barbados as well. So just like Facebook. So follow everywhere. And if you feel like you dabble and you're interested... Go ahead and sign up for the mailing list. Ashley's here yeah. advising us. And send me, send me a message. Yes. And yes, we
1: have a mailing list. It all comes out on. And yes, it's,
0: and you can it's, sign up for the mailing list on ncf.bb. Right? Yeah. Okay, that is really cool. Oh, and the NCF Barbados is on YouTube as well. So everywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> very social. So we will be checking everything. out. and we're going to check out the launch. Of the anthology the for 27, 2018 yes. on November 14th. That's,
1: that's this Thursday and come up yes. to the showcase on December 1st mm-hmm. and hear what? especially a lot of young writers
0: this year have to offer. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Thank you very much once again for watching, for listening. That has been the Dot Light Special featuring Aisha Gibson-Gill, and she's the Cultural Officer for Literary Arts at the NCF, and it's been great talking to her. Catch up with the NCF. They're on all social media platforms, and you don't want to miss what's happening with the literary arts. It's amazing. And the young people are doing amazing things. The cover of this anthology, the most recent one is by an 18 year old that's incredible i know a lot of people have been feeling a little jaded lately listen not all you know there are some really great kids out there and we have to support them